0: Till Death Do Us Watch podcast, where a married couple talks about TV. My name is May, and with me is I'm John. Hey, John, how's it going?
1: It's going. How are you?
0: Oh, I'm doing great. Oh, I loved this episode we just watched. It was good. We just watched episode three of season two of Dexter, an inconvenient lie. Yeah, we did. Please tell me more about it. Let's let's go
1: through it. I'd like to start firstly with the director, the captain. Of the ship, so to speak, other than the showrunner. But, yeah, yeah, the director of this episode was Tony Goldwyn, the crazy psychiatrist from this crazy psychiatrist episode.
0: Oh, my goodness. No way! And what
1: I found interesting is that this was his fourth episode that he had directed. What? He directed Return to Sender when Valerie Castillo comes back, and then he directed his own episode, Shrink Wrap. And then he directed the premiere of this season, as well as this episode. Holy shit. So he's killing it. God damn, that is so cool. Yeah, not bad. So
0: go, let's go through this episode. Tell me what happens in this episode.
1: So we start off at the NA meeting where Dex is at his first one. Oh, and shit. he's looking at all the sad drug people. <laughs> and he's hearing all their sad drug stories. And he's bored by their hard donuts, so he bails. But as we know from the end of the episode that her name is Lila, yes. he locks eyes with Lila before bailing.
0: He does not stay till the end.
1: So we get to read his house where, yeah, I love Dex talking about, yeah, it was really great hearing the, the same story over and over and Rita going, because you're not alone. And he's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> like how he's masking his complaint and she's taking it as a
1: compliment. So good. Well, and she's being so stupidly supportive. And she has in every reason to be prickly. A thousand percent. Uh, the guilt over Paul, falling for another Paul-esque Dexter. Yeah. Uh. Um, but yeah, a uh, she's being super supportive and... Then we get to her asking about the newcomers chip.
0: Oh yeah, newcomers chip.
1: Ah shit. Yeah, so Rita is understandably upset because Dex doesn't have this newcomer's chip, but Dex comes over and reassures her and says that he'll stay in NA. And he puts he gives her this kind of hug, backwards hug, and he puts his hand over her heart. Yeah. And I, I get what they were trying to do. It's silly and weird two minutes before dinner time. <laughs> See, I I liked it. I liked,
0: like, I saw it as Dexter really trying to be very sincere and do something that is genuine and not just, mm-hmm. you know, following
1: the yeah. what,
0: what what he thinks is the norm.
1: Yeah. I, I thought it was really sweet. I saw it as Dexter trying to be genuine. Yeah. It was weird. Back at the precinct, uh, Dex is late for the elevator, and he asks him to hold it, but they don't because it's Dokes. Uh. What I really liked about this is that I like their kind of colloquial, everyday talking about Dokes' stop him throughout this whole episode. Um, yeah. I like how casual they are about it now. But yeah, Dokes does let loose in this one that Dex got rid of Dokes over a yellow light and dodged him the night before, and I'm like, if that's if that if a yellow light will get you, I don't. I feel like you're very good at tailing people. I'm not saying that I'm good. And I've always had questions about in every movie, why can't they see that person tailing them? Or the person that's tailing them is way too far to know that that person is still there. But, uh, yeah.
0: John, watch. He's been practicing tailing.
1: Oh, well, I know how to do it.
0: <laughs> also, I do love the the comment that Dexter makes where it's, oh, were you following me? <laughs> like,
1: it's very good. They get up to the elevator, and the precinct is full of people. Every family member who's ever lost a missing person—I mean, that's the—that's that's what missing people are. Yeah. But everybody that has a missing person is there. And what's again really interesting, particularly underlined in this episode, is yeah. to defending Pascal at every turn. Every turn, it's everywhere. Yeah, we'll get to her talk with Matthews first, but here she's defending Pascal against the, quote, the reporter that was an asshole. Yeah. Who I thought it was funny because it was just purred from Parks and Rec. Yeah! <laughs> I like the fucking asshole. And he's like, well, you heard what purred. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah.
1: Not, yeah.
0: What an asshole.
1: Um, and then she also defended Pascal against Masuka's general sexism. Yeah, uh, But Matthews comes in with Lundy, and Lundy names his team. The ones that we need to know about for the sexy, awesome Bay Harbor Butcher Task Force Ooh, yeah. is Batista, Deb, Masuka, and Ramos. Ramos <gasps> is the guy that we've been seeing, and he's one half of Wirtz and Ramirez. Yeah. We just need to get the other one, and then we'll know who our secret fourth detective team is. That's right. Will be, but yeah, Ramos. Ramos is on the team. All right, he's my dark horse. <laughs> gonna, you, you'll see. But <laughs> yes, when Batista's name is called, he points right at Dokes and is like, "I saw this happen." And the the reaction on Dokes' face. Oh, mm, right. I love it. Oh, give me those tears. Oh my <laughs> god. I love your Four Dokes. Jokes. Tears. Uh, with your big old muscle tears. <laughs> I bet his tears have biceps. <laughs> Lundy wants to uh, Pascal to talk to him before any more briefings, and Matthews is like, "Yeah, I'll tell, ta- I'll tear her a new one if I can find her." So shit has really gone downhill. Yeah, she's not handling the press very well. Not the press. She's not handling anything well. She's 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 fucking awful, um, and like to the point of okay, whatever. Right? This is a TV show. But imagine if this was a real place. Imagine if this was a real job for a second. Yeah. I've never had a job where you could be so blasé through weeks of it. And they're just like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, to be fair, LaGuerta is coming in and uh, helping a lot. But still. A lot. There's some crazy shit. Right? It's as Batista
0: says, she's bringing out a lot of negative energy into the world.
1: Listen up. Listen up. We're done with this. We're done. We're done. Ooh. Knock, knock. Who's there? It's me, Mr. Dunn, and we're done. Because we're, we're, we're at the big boy briefing room. Ooh! This, this is where we're doing. We're not, we're not dealing with the briefing time. We're not even dealing with the Miami Metro briefing room. We're, we're dealing with the FBI, Lundy briefing room. Here we go. Put your big boy pants on. And big boy briefs. You can... And the top... It can be a suit. It could be a Hawaiian, <laughs> terrible Hawaiian shirt. Oh, oh, oh. Whatever you want. I just have one mandate. Interview all these people. Because if even one works out, it'll be worth it. Oh, man. They're starting. This is it.
0: This is it. They're really getting into it. And it's going to be a really full day for all those
1: detectives. So do you know what I like to do when I get overwhelmed at work and I have a lot of people to interview? Oh, yeah. What's that? I like to go to a used car lot where perhaps one of the car dealers had attacked women. Uh Uh-oh. Well, no, it's a good... It's not... I don't do... This isn't an everyday thing.
0: (laughs) Oh, oh,
1: it's It's special occasion. Yeah, it's very specific. (laughs) But, yeah, let's let's take a look at Roger Hicks, car lot salesman and murderer extraordinaire. (laughs) When... This guy is so good at lying, and even beyond that, Getting that right amount of lying, and it's just enough to let it go by. Yeah, but it's just scummy enough that you're like, "Well, oh. but he's so charming at it that you kind of like just ah, just let him, let him, yeah, let him have it." I don't yeah,
0: know. he's he's got the right amount of charisma. That yeah, he's he's a very good car salesman. <laughs> don't really believe anything he says, but yeah, okay.
1: It is very hard to be a convincing ish liar as an actor because Mm. you can say the lines and own it yeah you can say the lines and not and oh well they didn't know or whatever right but this is right in that middle of he's lying and you know he's lying but he's good at it fucking great acting
0: that's it oh so good so 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 good
1: Dex gets over and he's looking at a minivan and Roger shows Dex's kids which to which Dex responds they must take after his mom (laughs) Uh, Roger doesn't have any kids or a, 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 a wife. He doesn't Not have it. No. Lie your um, face. Well, and his lies, even at the beginning, they're a lot, but he owns it so much. Yeah. That you're like, fine. Like when he's talking about, like, oh, I own, I own this van, in fact. Like, oh, my kids love this, and my wife loves this, and I love this. And if they're happy, then I'm happy. And I'm like, I've heard this spiel, it's a little cliche. Damn, if he's not acting the hell out of it! Just Seriously, well yeah, I think that there is something to this being directed by Tony Goldwyn. Given mm. that, that I find this episode the the, the go between between uh, Dex and Roger, and then the psychiatrist and Dex. They had such electric and such uh, it's it's just good yeah that i'm 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 i like to think that that's a tony goldwyn directing thing that he was able to direct him just well enough to yeah. this electric because it's this is also one of the ones that like with the psychiatrist how with season 1 a lot happened but kind of one of the standout kills was oh the psychiatrist episode Absolutely. i would argue that this one uh stays in the consciousness Throughout the rest of the series. Just because it's a great percent. premise. You got the car lot. Oh, it's good.
0: It's one of those few moments where you get like an, like a little peaks of honest Dexter, you know? Like just him being truly
1: himself. For sure. So Dex steals the comb um, in the jacket pocket to get some DNA. And I, Roger keeps going with the, the whole sales pitch. Talking about the stow and go seating. And particularly uh, my favorite was... Him talking about everything from a soccer team to a deer carcass in the back, which really gets Dexter's attention, mm-hmm. and the tinted windows. And it's at the tinted windows line that Roger goes to grab the keys. And we get to the precinct where we realize, as you said, what this is one of the few times where Dex really, yeah, it shows what he wants. He pulls up in the minivan. Outside of this, like as a rewatcher, and I'm podcasting, so we need to talk about stuff, yeah. I would say this is a bizarre scene where LaGuerta shows up and is like, why did you do this? And Dex is like, I don't know. <laughs> and she's like, So why did you do this? Kind of seriously. And he's like, I don't know. And that's it. And I'm like, this is this is going against Harry's code. This is drawing attention to yourself. It's yeah. weird for a single man in his thirties to be and I mean singles and not married. Uh, to have a minivan, it's even weirder. I it's don't super know. weird. So yeah. It's it's cute. And I love, don't get me wrong. Here's my thing. Love the minivan. I love it. It's my favorite. I, I think it's the perfect Dexter serial killer car. It's perfect. Um, it's absolutely brilliant. And we'll talk more about it as he has it. But, but yeah. Um, yeah, back in Dexter's lab, he tests the hair, which is of course fake because everything about Roger is fake. Even his hair's fake. Bazooka comes in asking who's your daddy, to which uh, Dexter responds. Harry Morgan? Yep. (laughs) Uh, But no, it's Masuka because Vince got Dex uh, temporarily assigned to the BBH case. And (laughs) uh, he's like, you gotta see the tent. You have to see the tent. Oof. But we're not going there yet. We're going to stop by Deb's desk where she's given some interviews. Yes, yes it's a hard day i don't like interview i I don't i I don't think that you become a cop for the human interaction i don't think that anyone (laughs) really becomes a cop specifically for the human interaction but when you do get that it's fucking hard you just have to deal with all these people who have all these lost people and they can't find them and they're like oh well you'll do it Right,
0: everything with deb in this whole episode like you can see how frustrated she is and how just of course all she wants to do is help people but, but she like just this. not
1: like this not like no not like customer service uh yeah she's going over uh with one with one of the ladies and uh, the the lady passes over a picture of her partner and it looks like a mugshot and yeah. deb's just that he looks nice <laughs> and, yeah, you can see. It, but, yeah, there's a lot of the pressure. So Deb's not having it. So she marches to the kitchen to demand to be taken off the task force. Mm. And uh, Lundy's like, yeah, we'll get a replacement ready, but keep working because we need you. So yeah. he's, he's
0: being real cool about it. He's like, yeah, okay.
1: Speaking of cool, we go to the tent where <gasps> it, it needs to be nice and cool to keep those, those bodies nice in the Miami heat. Yes, um, nice and crisp. <laughs> as Vincent are walking out there, Vince mentions how the pressure is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> which you know, you can see Masuka. I I do feel bad. Masuka and Batista are two that I feel bad. They both look like they're they're just kind of reaching for a friend. And yeah. if Dex was, you know, more human, it would they would both have a good person to lean on. But they don't. So uh, <laughs> so instead, <laughs> yeah they, they get inside, and there's not a lot left. Like I expected more bodies. I expected more, I, I mean literally more bodies, like more mass, like more yes. of bodies than just a femur and an ankle bone.
0: Ah, uh, yes, but the fishies got into those bags.:
1: Yeah, which is another interesting thing that I hope Dex invests in more durable uh, type <laughs> bags. But I love... Double bag it. <laughs> double, <yeah. laughs> I love the idea... Uh, or I loved Dexter going through all of these and, and the camera kind of panning out and he talks about how it's like some grotesque carnival mirror oh, looking at all of his stuff. It's a really nice line. There's a lot of poetic... M- lines in this whole episode it's very good yeah we do and her name is lila and we'll get there Uh, later dokes is looking for dexter's car but he can't find it because dex has a minivan which again is a real nice touch but would (laughs) probably only set dokes off more when he finds out right not because of the car switch but because motherfucker why would you buy a minivan
0: right (laughs) So
1: so we get to the second na meeting and this just proves that Dexter is bad at most things. But NA meetings are a part of him because he either comes in and immediately gets a chip at the beginning, or he walked in halfway through or towards the end Yeah, and then got a chip. Either way, he was there. I, okay, I, maybe he wasn't there as long as I thought at the first time. Maybe he really was just there for five minutes. But oh, yeah. He, it's, he's, he he talked about seeing some people's stories, so yeah, it'd have been at least twenty minutes. Maybe, My point yeah. is, he got a chip immediately in this one, proving he's just bad at this. It's, yeah, it it
0: did seem like he came in a lot later in this one, but if,
1: yeah. if Dex used, if he wasn't trying to do this honestly and was trying to like do that thing where he just does it, yeah, like if he was trying to trick Rita and everybody into thinking he did a a or na, he could easily have. He he would have snuck in in the middle of the night and grabbed a month's worth of chips. I'm just saying that he's doing it honestly and that's fine. Yeah. But he goes up there and speaking of honesty, he tells them that his name is Bob and he goes into this <laughs> full BS story. But I love it when Dex starts into a persona and he starts getting it and then he gets really into it. Yeah. Like I- he's like, yeah, I, uh, I like heroin and I shoot it up a lot. Yeah, my fucking boss was on me all the time about fucking this, fucking that, and, and you know, you know what I did? I spent all of it just to fuck his A. Like, he just gets really into it out of nowhere. He gets a lot, right. of, a lot of spite.
0: Spent the last pay's paycheck on, on smack.
1: Yeah, that'll show a like, piece of shit. What? That Missouri piece of shit. He's from Missouri, my boss. I'm adding things i mean it was already there my name is bob but i like the deck what gets dex to start talking is uh, lila looks at him and kind of prompts him to start and in the middle of this monologue lila's face breaks it because she can clearly see he's full of shit and yeah he kind of stops and he kind of like yeah he's full of my i spent all of it on smack so fuck him and then he looks at lila and it's like so yeah, I'm here now. Thank you. And he kind of goes and sits down. Yeah. So co- clearly, Lila has some sort of power over him. But we get over to all oh, the food at Na is shit. So Lila takes Dex to a diner and calls him out on all of his shit. Yes. Now here we get the the Bob. line. I could never. Lila kind of being like, oh, what? I could never know what you've experienced. And she goes on to this huge long. As I step out the door and I look at the night sky, the moon's beam fills me with life as I know I want heroin. And then I look into the sky and there's a bird and a seagull and they're fighting and I do heroin. And it's like, always wonderful, beautiful. I'm not a poet, clearly. But... You know, like she goes all into it. It's super awesome. I love doing drugs, and that's kind of like the thing you do, and I love it. And Dexter's like, I love doing bad things. It's it's really it's
0: really beautiful. I love that whole speech she gives. It yeah, where she she talks about
1: her own dark passenger. Well, before that, she uh, she doesn't call it that. Oh, you're right. And Dexter is the one that's like, yeah, I know that. I call mine a dark passenger. And she's like, ooh. Anyway, they bond and he bails. And on his way to his car, he's talking about how she knows the program's too risky. But And I, I get I get what he's saying. Just change NA locations. Just, yeah. just change groups. Just yeah. go another block down and do a different NA one. Like, yeah,
0: you don't have to go to that one. Yeah,
1: but um, he, he decides to quit. And he goes to Rita's house. Uh, Rita just put the kids to bed. And he's like, oh! i got my first chip number one yes this is my chip number two. oh th- i'm not thank you. i'm not no number two i'm not going sorry i thought you were gonna ask no uh no i can do this on my own and then we get a fun little rita street smarts versus dexter and his studies yeah uh debate and i, I kudos to dex for doing his research but a little bit of that oh my god what's his name bob Paul's sponsor? (gasps) Yes. Yes, it is, Bob. So the last Bob we had, yeah, it it felt like that kind of thing of like someone trying to tell Rita what drugs are like. Right? And Rita, like, (laughs) Bob, you seem like a really nice man. But if you're not going to go to another NA meeting, then I pray you change your mind. And he gets kicked out. They kick Bob out of Rita's. Bob gets kicked out of Rita's. You don't go to the meetings. You don't get to have pizza night here. Yeah, we all know what pizza really means. (laughs) Uh, But back at Dexter's apartment, it's locked because of Deb and they're both having a night off. But he's reminded of what's important when he sees a car commercial. So let's get back to that used car lot. There we go. It's a little weird. I think this is one of the few kills where the kill of the week, if you will. Yeah. Knows Dexter's real name and presumably a lot more information about him. Yeah, it's kind of bizarre that yeah, because you you can't use a pseudonym for that when you're buying a car. So it's kind of weird. He's he's a little vulnerable, but it doesn't come into play. Uh, Dex waits in the office, and as he's stealing DNA, a lady is dropping off a thank you note, and Dex gets really interrogative with his questions, being like, "Are you single? Do you have a house? Do you have any pets?" Do, 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 do you are you close to your father is this a come on because it's kind of weird and like kudos to her for taking it so cool but she's super cool about it <laughs> well i think that that kind of shows why roger is a problem is she seems like a really nice person who's like i don't know anyway yeah. i think a normal person will be like dude the fuck is going on
0: right but yeah she's she's just trying and uh, and of course she that makes her easy prey
1: uh yeah she's next um, oh no! But the issue is, is Dex saying he can't do anything until the manhunt ends. But then if that's the case, why are you going hunting, Dex? What are you what are you what are you doing? That's he right. Knows. He, he knows. He knows. He knows. <laughs> so speaking of someone who knows, we're getting to uh the precinct at Pascal's office where Pascal knows Whoa! something is going on with her fiance. She just needs oh the proof. Oh my goodness! She just needs the proof. But uh, well, as she's getting the proof, she is falling uh, behind immensely in her work. Oof! And like a great deal. <laughs> yeah, Laguerta comes in and is like, "Hey, I understand. I understand. I get it. But we gotta get this going." And yeah. as they're just getting to business. Uh, Esme's fiance comes in and they go at it again. And he's like, You're looking into my credit records and my phone records, blah, blah, blah. And as the door shuts. Oh, my goodness. Well, and then LaGuarda
0: takes the, the leftover work that hasn't been assigned to anybody. She just takes it. Yep.
1: Uh, so
0: nice of LaGuarda. <laughs> well,
1: it, she's seemingly not playing any other side because we'll, 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 we'll get to it. We'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Back at Dexter's lab. Dex confirms it's Roger's semen Ew. all over that lady's apartment. So the good, not that there was semen, but that they know it's Roger's so that Dex can do something. Thank that goodness. Good. I um, hope so. But uh, ring, ring, ring a ring. Oh, Ring, yes. ring, ring. Hello? Hey. <laughs> so, are we okay? Dexter... Have you
0: have you gone to another meeting? No. Hmm. Smoke smoke.
1: Um, I don't feel like things are okay.
0: Why don't you go to another meeting and then maybe we'll talk?
1: Oh. Is this it?
0: I understand exactly where she's coming from. Of course. She's in the right. She a thousand percent she is. Yeah. It's just it's it's so tough to see that like exactly how this dynamic has has switched and how much she is so worried about Dexter that like she won't really open up to him because she can't get hurt again
1: it's so much I feel so bad for her I feel bad for Deb because she's still giving interviews and there's a lady who's starting in English and then when she's getting a little emotional so she switches to Spanish and Deb freaks out Uh. and she's like I can't fucking talk to her fucking angel can you Please help Jesus. And she bails to talk to Lundy. So she gets to the Lundy briefing room and she's like, dude, it has been 24 hours. So what the fuck? I want I want off this fucking task force. This is the worst. Oh, and Lundy, he's being so
0: cool about it. Um, Like, yeah, why?"
1: And Deb blames her cases and Lundy fully calls her out being like, I picked you because of the ice truck killer, Uh, but you have to stop running. Just finish the day's interviews and we'll talk. So Deb agrees and goes off. And she, if I may say so, it seems like she gets a little bit of a uh, confidence boost there. I agree. Which we'll we'll see if it works later. Ooh, we'll see. Uh, Back at Dex's lab, Dex has finished the bone marrow reports that Masuka had him help out for. And uh, then Masuka asks him to drop some x-rays off Mm -hmm. at the tent. So Deb goes off to do that. And we're back at the precinct where Deb is continuing interviews and Matthews comes in to compliment LaGuerta <gasps> and asks her for a hallway chat. My goodness. Basically being like, should I be worried about Pascal? Because LaGuerta is her biggest critic. And LaGuerta fully defends her, including the line, I liked that she, when, when Matthews brought up that she was being erratic, there were rumors Mm-hmm. pascal being erratic she just said that's a, that's just another word for non-male and you know what that's oh. fair because i have never been called erratic no nor would i generally call a man erratic not I'm... saying that i would call a woman erratic but you see what i'm saying yeah
0: i do it's, it's... it's one of those
1: that you, i didn't realize how sexist it was until i'm like oh oh fuck that That's right oh sh- you're <gasps> right fuck and man. thank you for saying that so we get outside and Dokes is outside uh, waiting, and he does kind of threaten to talk to Rita, which I thought was kind of interesting. It gets Dex to come back, and Dokes uh, says, I've been looking into all sorts of your past. Yeah, he gets uh, personal. You you were the top of your med class, but you went to blood spatter, you know advanced jujitsu, you have all your assets and cash, there's just a lot of fucking weird shit going on with you, man. Mm-hmm. So well, Sus. Uh, Dex gets out, keeps going to the tent, and he goes to drop off the x-rays, and Lundy already knows who he is, so he's done extensive research, obviously to pick his uh, task force. But, uh, yeah, interesting. Mm -hmm. And it is interesting that Lundy chose Masuka over Dex. I understand that Masuka does more of the forensics, and Dex is more blood spatter, but I don't know. It's, it's it, yeah, it's, I feel like an interview would tell you a lot about Masuka that <laughs> I feel like Dex might be better to work with. I completely agree with that. Yeah, and he talks about how he's inside the tent talking to the bodies, just trying to ask the right question, which is mm. why were they chosen? And they, or they get into a really great dialogue about different serial killers and how the certain ones, the worst ones, have a twisted set of principles.
0: Yeah. Oh, and, it's so good.
1: Yeah, and Lundy says that there's no reason to kill except to save an innocent life. So Dex is like, "All right, I'm already ready to go." Yeah. There's technically a woman in danger. Technically. Let's tonight's the night. Let's let's go do it. Yay! So on his way out, he stabs Dox's tire. He gets over to the used car lot where he sees Roger and uh, just comes straight in. what's up, Roger? And (laughs) immediately he's he's like, I got to get back to the wife and kids. You're not married. My ex-wife. I got to go pick up the kids. You don't have any kids. He's like, well, go fuck yourself. I don't give a fuck. But the way he's able to just go from one lie to another is amazing. Seamlessly.
0: He goes without missing a beat.
1: Dex chokes him out, which I thought was really interesting. I think it's always really interesting when Dex doesn't use the M99, because it's it's such a for sure thing. It's weird to me that at certain times he'd be like, no, I'll just choke him out. It's fine. Um, but well, yeah. it's also in the lot, too. Like, yeah. I was really worried that someone was going to see. Well, that's why, especially with getting him in the back, I thought that using M99 and just throwing it back there would have made more sense. And also, it's smaller than seeing someone choke out. But hey, he knows what he's doing. I'm not going to start giving him tips now. I mean, I will. That's what this whole podcast is. (laughs) Uh, You get it. Back at the kill room, we have all of the victims that Roger has accosted, including uh, his wig. Yes. Perhaps the biggest (laughs) victim of all. Yeah. So Dex comes out and starts talking about how um, he just starts accusing Roger of all the things he did. You hurt this lady. In fact, we're in her house. and. You heard her over here. You heard her over here, and we found your semen everywhere. And he keeps responding with immediately, just no, I wouldn't. This is crazy. All lies. I, I, oh my god, I don't. All. And Dex is properly jealous about how easy he's able to lie. And uh, at that point, Roger's like, I, I I don't lie. To which that one was weak. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, I love when he's like, anything on the lot, anything, it's yours. I'll call right over. And he's like, the lot's closed. I'll, um I know people. I'm the manager there. And he's like, you're not the manager. The manager's Bill Buttlicker. And he's <laughs> like, well, no, I've been there longer than he has. I was like, no, he hasn't. That's the other lot. And just all this, bam, 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 bam Lie after lie after lie. No shame. No embarrassment. It's fascinating to watch. It's it's, it's like fencing with words. It's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, he starts giving Dex some relationship advice, talking about how most guys beeline to the horsepower. And he's like, you only looked at the minivan. You love you love your lady. And he gives him the whole spiel. And yeah. Dex is like, well, she's just a companion. Or, nah, nah, she started as just a companion. I don't really know what's going with it. And Roger thinks he, he sees what the issue is too quickly. Oh. And is like, oh. Oh, yeah, I can reason with you fucking bitches. Better off without that cunt. Oh, don't talk that way about my girlfriend. Which is a really sweet moment. Oh, my God, I love it.
0: (laughs) Like, as soon as you bring out the cunt word, fucking stab in the
1: chest. It's what he deserved. Back at the NA meeting, his third time, Dex is back. He's up, and he's honest and vague, which is exactly... Dexter aims to be. He's so good at that. <laughs> ooh, and he loves, ooh, and he's having a, ooh, he loves getting up there and talking in poem about all of his problems and talking about, ooh, when the dark passenger is driving, mm, I love to sit in the other seat and just eat, and I love it, nah. I feel so alive. Oh, yeah, and he talks about how no one could ever love me, especially me, or is that a lie, or am I just dramatic? He just—he's going over everything, and he's talking about how he's feeling connected to people that he wasn't supposed to feel connected to before. How yeah, the mask is slipping, and people are mattering more. And, and it scares he's him. He's getting all into it, and then there's a little bit of a pause, and then Lila starts clapping, and Dex sits down. Lila goes to start the prayer, but yep, that's it. Dokes is here. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's like, well <gasps> oh, shit. I've been on to you, motherfucker. I see it. There've been secrets sneaking around, but uh hey, I get it. A lot of cops have been where you've been. Yeah. If you stay clean, motherfucker, if you stay clean, I'll leave you alone.
0: <gasps> oh shit, Dexter has his out. But you
1: owe me a new Michelin, motherfucker. <laughs> So good, and Dexter is just so happy. He looks more confounded. Yeah, he looks just like yeah. He can't believe his luck. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I love it when it fits in. Like, well, and also, when was the last time he had a break? Oh God. So good for him. Uh, back at Deb's desk, she's still interviewing people, and there's this kid that doesn't like his dad, and just he just wants to make sure he's dead. Hmm. Um, and it's at this point that Deb realizes that she's had two people with prison records, and maybe there could be a correlation there. Maybe oh, the man. Bay Harbor Butcher was going after bad guys. Is that a pattern? And Lundy's like, come on, let's get to work. And I'm Yay. like, yes, I will, I will, I will get to work. Yay. Back at Rita's house. Knock, knock, knock. Knock, knock, <gasps> knock, 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 knock. Dexter, what is it? Yee-hee, hee hee hoo Ha, I'm giddy after my hee-hee. My, <laughs> my narcotics anonymous. Oh, it went well. yeah It oh. worked, and I love it. Yay. Oh, Dexter, yay. stop. Oh. Yahoo. Yep, yeah. Yahoo! He's so happy. (laughs) Yay! And Rita's happy too. Everyone's happy. But let's get to his last NA meeting of the episode where Rita, she's dropping him off, but also adorably, uh, it's the first time it seems like she was in the minivan and she's like, yay, I
0: like it. It's so cute. It's adorable.
1: But uh uh-oh, because there's my sponsor. Oh! Oh, the... The guy in the blue shirt? No, not the not the giant, un- unsightly man <laughs> who I'm not attracted to. <laughs> it's that beautiful English lady. In the small dress and the long, dark hair. She has a cool personality. You can tell from far away. <laughs> she's one of them. You're like, that's pretty cool. So anyway, dun, 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 dun dramatic zoom. And Rita has competition, maybe. Or maybe it's all in her head. Maybe it's not. Oh, We've going no. to figure it out. Uh, that was the episode. Oh my goodness! And we had some stuff go down.
0: Lots of shit went down. But kind of a happy ending for once. You don't really get a lot of those in Dexter. Yeah.
1: But he's, he's- well, I was going to say it's a, it's a good ending because he's not in trouble. But it also feels like he will be once he gets back from that meeting. Right. So it, it's that nice, it's the deep breath before the plunge. It's the calm before of, the storm. Before your beautiful girlfriend gets mad at your beautiful sponsor. That's right. Like, hey, I mean, who knows? Maybe Dex can get out of this. Maybe they'll all be yeah. friends. Who knows? Well, you know, Dokes is off his back. That's a big deal. That's huge because Dokes has to be like 250 pounds or something so getting him off the back Ooh. lighten the load a little oh <laughs> just get tiny little lila
0: up on there that's that's much better <laughs> my
1: back motherfucker
0: jesus christ <laughs> oh my goodness such a good episode we're really laying down the foundation of what season two is and i'm super excited
1: yeah i think that's all i have for the non-spoiler
0: awesome guys if you are going to be hopping off now um please Feel free to reach out to us. Our email is till death do us watch at gmail.com. You can also reach us on the socials if you'd like. And thank you guys so much for listening and all of the fun stuff. We
1: love you guys. But now. Shh. Shh. Sh- sh- secret. Shh. Sh- shut up. Secret. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have any specific notes, but uh, it's good to see Lila. I am. I love her. I have trouble... We're in the spoilers, right? Yeah, we're in the... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I have some issues with Dex finding love. Not that I'm against it by any means. In fact, the opposite. The first time I watched this season, I think I really preferred Lila over Rita... And I, yeah, I think that they're they're really trying to push you for that through a lot of it. But even when Lila gets crazy, I'm like, well, it's not that crazy. She just really wanted to, she just wanted communication. And if we learn anything from this season, yes. communication is key. That is so true. <laughs> but yeah, I I I really liked Lila in a way that I think Rita's better for him, I guess, in the long term. But I did think there was something about Lila that could have, he could have worked something out, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. Um, And I know that there's going to be some things in the last uh, episode or two that's like, nope, she's the worst and she's fucked up and whatever. But I think for the majority of it, I was like, I kind of like this lady. And then getting into the later ones, um, obviously I love Rita. She's she's amazing. And I love her season three. I love her season four.
0: Oh, she's Um, wonderful.
1: I liked Lumen a lot. Um, Yeah,
0: same.
1: I... Obviously, there are some problems at the beginning of that season because she's she's kind of going against Dexter th- um, through a lot of that at the beginning. Yeah. But once they're teamed up and everything and get romantic, I, I really like Lumen, and I think it was a t- tremendous mistake not to bring her in for one episode in season eight. Oh, my God. Um, as like a hideout or something. Fully and agree. If they were to bring her back in season nine, it would be bizarre because that's too much of a jump. <laughs> so yeah she's out but um
0: well and then hannah kind of didn't land the way that or at least from what i remember hannah didn't land the way that it was meant to
1: no hannah flew like a diamond in the sky yeah uh, like a beautiful angel
0: because she is yes.
1: and <laughs> then they clearly decided in the writer's room to change something and we'll get to it but it, it, they kind of fuck her up And then she leaves and comes... There's a whole thing. Anyway, I really like a lot of his love interests. And I really liked the ones that could be on both sides of his personality. And I think that's something that almost everybody has over Rita. Is that every other girl is like, I know you're a murderer. And I I don't know. I think that would have been really interesting. I think that the Rita death was amazing and whatever. But there is a part of me years later that's kind of like god i kind of i kind of wish i could have seen rita deal with this a little I, bit I like get that. you know just just i loved the ending and everything but just you know in the same way that i love the mcu but they rushed a lot and sure. like shield or tony stark like okay we'll never see tony stark be the director of shield which isn't a mm. bad thing but that could have been cool you know and it's just one of those things that we didn't have time for but you kind of think of about it down the line, and you're like, I would like to see Rita deal with it. And I think yeah. we do get that with Deb. Oh, definitely. Anyway, I'm completely off the rails
0: here. <laughs> but no, it's so interesting to, like, see all of those seeds planted. And yeah, and I agree with you. The first time I watched this season, I was totally on, you know, the, the Lila bandwagon. And, and yeah, I think that there is a lot to her that, of course, is... It, extremely attractive and extremely appealing to Dexter um just the fact that she has her own darkness that she's very open about I picture Lila very much like fire you know like mm-hmm. she is she is so unpredictable that it, you can't reel her in
1: I would argue that if Lila were fire then uh Rita would be a glass of lemonade <laughs> Is that because she's a little bitter in this season? Ooh, wow. No. Jesus Christ. No. (laughs) Just because, I don't know. Lemonade. Frida. (laughs) What else would she be? Sweet
0: and refreshing. You're right. (laughs) All right, so I think that's all the spoiler things we've got. So thank you guys so, so much for sticking around and listening to us. Please join us next time with episode four of season two. And we will see you on the flip, buddy, flip. Bye.